Lord, that breakthrough isn't about one thing eight months, ten months away, but breaking through can be a daily thing. Breaking through must become a family thing. It must become a business thing, and it must become an intentional thing as our church believes and continues to break through in all kinds of different areas. And I just pray that we'll take on that spirit, that you will literally take on a breakthrough spirit. Doesn't mean everything goes perfect, does it? No, it doesn't mean everything goes perfect, but you are an overcomer. Yeah. Someone say, I am, I am. an overcomer. And we're in a four-week series on breaking through, and I want to talk to you along this thought, the power of voices. The power of voices. Uh, let me tell you a, a little bit of a funny story first. Probably 12, 13 years ago, uh, before I had kids, Miriam and I were married. We were about to go back to Australia to go see my family. It was wintertime in New Jersey, which means it's summertime in Australia. I'm white. As you can tell, white, right? And I was thinking to myself, like, I have, I, I have like a New Jersey winter tan. And I'm going to Australia where it's going to be hot. I don't want to cook like bacon. And so I, I have never gone to a tanning bed salon in my life. But I was like, maybe I need to. And uh, so I'm like, man, I've never done this before. I know some other people do. No judgment if you do. No judgment if you don't. Unless you're orange. Then stop it. Okay? Just have to throw that in there. But anyway, I went into a tanning salon I've never gone before. I said to the lady, hey, I've never done this before. What do I do? She's like, you'll be fine. Go in there. She's like, go in there for 12 minutes, and, and then on the sixth minute, turn around. Well, I lay down for 12 minutes, and I fell asleep, and I didn't turn around. So, number one, she never should have said 12 minutes. I don't know if you know, like, I, okay, I said to her, listen, I'm pretty white. She was really tan. You know those people tan a lot? She was orange, okay? And she looks at me, and she's like... 12 minutes, you'll be fine. I was not fine. I'm going to let you know right now, we got on the plane, my whole back was blistered. Whole back. And, and, and worse than that, I wore these underpants, like you take off your clothes, right? I wear underpants and went face down. My butt, like half of it, like this bit, nothing immoral, just this bit, had a mark on it for a year and a half. <laughs> a year and a half, people. Okay? Why? Because I listened to the wrong voice. <laughs> voices. I want to tell you that voices that you listen to have an amazing ability to affect your life, don't they? They affect you. Why you do what you do. Why you come to church is the voices in your head. Why you do money the way you do. Why you do the job the way you do. The way you do the relationships. If you've ever met a crazy person or a wise person, it's because of the voices that they listen to. And I want to tell you today, it will be the voices in your life that will shape your life like few other things. And if you are going to break through this year, and if you're going to get momentum and go forward in your life, I want you to pay attention to the voices that you listen to. Yeah. Yeah. Can I get a good amen? amen? Matthew chapter 3 says this, this is he who is spoken 
know through the prophet Isaiah, a voice, someone say a voice, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. Listen to what Jesus says in John 7, on the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood in a loud voice, let anyone, that means you and that means me, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. And as the scripture has said, verse 38 says, Whoever believes in me, out of his heart, out of his belly, shall flow literally rivers of living water. And by this he meant the spirit of which had not been received yet. It is the voices in your life that are so, so important. But I want to jump into a powerful passage of scripture that I felt like the Lord put on my heart for us this morning. Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 1 says this, the hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out of the spirit of the Lord, and he set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by the wall around, and behold, there were many in the open valley, and indeed, they were, some would say, very dry. very dry. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? And so I answered, O oh Lord God, you know. Again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, do what? Hear the word of the Lord. In case you've fallen asleep already, I want to say to you today, it's time to wake up. Listen to this. The book of the prophet Ezekiel is taken by God to see a picture of basically what looks like a place of war. It is not just dead bodies, it is literally skeletons all over this one valley, and it literally, it's like you and I going to an old war, World War One, or World War Two, or Vietnam post, it's not just dead people, no, the situation is so bad that it's long dark gone and dead, and it's bones everywhere, but here's what's amazing about this text, it actually says this, that the bones were to hear the word of the Lord, in other words, the unique thing is that it is a dead, hopeless situation, but the one thing that they had power to do was to hear. Let me say that again, and let me, let me make this point, this is so vital. They had no power, they had no life, they had nothing except they could do, which was hear. Grab, this, grab those things on the side of your head just for a moment. Can you just wiggle it just for a second? Now grab the other one and just wiggle it just for a second. Do you know that the Bible puts incredible importance on those two things at the side of your head? Some of you, they're little. Some of you, they're big. Some of you, did jujitsu, they're messed up. But he says to a group of bones, hear the word of the Lord. Listen to me, the one capacity, the one ability that they had was to hear. They can't do anything else except hear. They can't move unless they hear. They can't come to life unless they hear. They have no hope. But the one hope they have is to The one hope they have is to They need to hear. Do you know the Bible uses many pictures to paint a canvas on. The Bible says imagery, and the Bible uses imagery a lot. The Bible uses imagery like the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. The kingdom of heaven is like ten virgins, five were wise and five were foolish. The kingdom of heaven is like, 
a field where both wheat and weeds grow. The kingdom of heaven is not a field. The kingdom of heaven is not a valley. The kingdom of heaven is not a pearl, but it's like it. And then he says to Ezekiel, he begins to give him a picture of bones everywhere. You see, it's not actually dead people, but it is spiritually dead people who need to desperately hear. Is there anyone in here today that perhaps needs to hear in a hopeless part of your world, in a hopeless part of your, of your family? Is there anyone who has lost vision and needs to get that vision again? Is there anyone that needs to, their family needs to move forward this year? I'm telling you, it will be in your hearing that life will come and strength will come. The skeleton's one hope is in their ability to hear. Listen to Revelation chapter 2 verse 7. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Revelation 2.11 says this. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Revelation 2.17 says, whoever has ears, let them hear. hear. Revelation 2.29 says, whoever has ears, let them hear. hear. Revelation 3.6 says, whoever has ears, let them hear. Do you have ears? Yes. Come on, do you have ears? Yes. And what's important that you do? Yeah. Revelation 3.13, whoever has ears, let them hear. Revelation 3.22, whoever has ears, let them hear. Now let me say this, if you're not a theologian and you've never read the Bible before, I think you see the thing. <laughs> I think you don't have to be a rocket scientist to say, wait a second, every time Jesus speaks to the church, he says, whoever has ears, that's everyone. And then he goes over here and says, let him hear. And he says it over and over and over again. I found this. It is in the hearing of God that miracles come. It is in the hearing of God that purpose comes. It is in the hearing of God. See, sometimes what we're desperate to do is say, God, I want to, I want to hear you. And he talks to you, says, I don't want to hear that. See, I found that the greatest way for you and I to position our hearts to hear God's voice is to position it to whatever you say, I'm willing. Yeah. And we get nervous about that, don't we? You ever got nervous about that? Like, Lord, what do you want to say to me? And they're like, wait, wait, don't even talk to me. Wait a second. Why? Is your heart in a place where you can hear? Or you don't want to hear because six months ago you heard, you're like, no, no, he's going to talk to me about the exact same thing. See, our resistance to God's voice is a misunderstanding of His goodness. It is always, a, when you don't want to hear God's voice, believe me, you're misunderstanding His goodness. Because God is so good that even when He asks you to do something significant, even when He asks you to do something hard, it is still good. I can point to time and time and time again when I did what was hard and I realized He was better. Some of you single people are like, oh, I'll just think of ladies. Right. <laughs> some of you single people like, oh, I just want to choose someone and then I just want God to bless it. No, I find that sometimes God will say, not that one. You're like, oh, but he's fine and he's all mine. The Lord's like, you don't know him like I know him. And God sings to you off key and it's awesome. say to you today, he says this to the prophet, he says, can these bones live again? He asks him the question. 
See, Ezekiel has heard for other people. But what God asks him is, can these bones live? See, here's the truth. Every time God wants to change your life, here's what he does. He sends someone your way. You see, most of the time we're like, God, speak to me. Well, let me ask you a question. Is he speaking to you now through his word? It, I, I've always found that when God wants to speak to me, most of the time he sends a person. He sends a person who's heard. And if I'm willing to hear the person, I will hear it. Sometimes my wife has said things to me like, Anthony, don't do this, don't do that. And I recognize it's God's voice within it. And if I'm willing to say, yeah, you're right, then all of a sudden I've noticed that the blessing of God comes there. You see, I've found that in marriage there must be unity. In marriage there must be unity. The greatest enemy to your marriage is division. See, God wants to speak to both of you, but sometimes haven't you found that He uses your spouse? I wish He didn't. I wish He'd just speak to me. I wish I was the all-knowing one and all-seeing one and all, but I'm not. He seems to lean a little heavier on my wife. Why? Because he's like, you know what? I, you're not listening, so let's talk to her. How many know what I'm talking about? Can I ask you a question in this place? Can dead places, can dead bones live again? Can dead dreams come alive again? Can people with no purpose find purpose? Can, can the player literally become a, a, a man of purpose? Can a, can a, can a can a man that's lost all meaning, all purpose, feels like he's on the road of the apathetic, can he find transformation in this place? Can the dry bones live again in this place? At the start of the year, where there's dry places in your life, can they live again? He asked him the question, Ezekiel, can they live again? And I asked him that same question, can the dry places in your life live again? Can a dry marriage live again? Can someone that's lost all faith, can it live again? And I want to say to you today, yes it can. And yes it will. Are you with me, Church Alive? It will be the voices that you lean into and hear continually that are so vital to your life becoming more and breaking through. He says this, so I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. What I want you to see is that Ezekiel prophesied, they heard, and then there was movement. Someone say movement. Someone say redesign. Come on, say move that thing. Can I suggest that in 2020, one of the best things you can do is just spend some time, evaluate how you do money, evaluate your calendar, evaluate your priorities, evaluate how you do life, evaluate it because you've got to redesign some things. It is the practical thing sometimes that we must redesign. Haven't you noticed that sometimes just cleaning up your closet, all of a sudden you feel like a new person? You're like, hallelujah, look at my closet. There's order, there's shirts here, there's t-shirts here, there's jackets here. My undies are in order, my socks are in order. I feel like a changed man. <laughs> there is the power and the simplicity of reevaluating. I love the start of the year because it causes me to reevaluate. One of the things my wife and I did just recently, and I just asked her the question, I'm like, babe, if our week at night, and I'm talking about at night because obviously there's work and there's weekends, Sundays and different things, if our week end, if our nights look like anything, what would our ideal week look like? Like, we have control of that. 
So just, it's amazing what one night changes. Like your, your nights might be seven nights of Netflix, I don't know. Seven nights of Game Boy, seven nights of playing video games. Change two nights of your week. Change two nights of your week and you will change your life. Change one night of your week and you will change your life. Like get the men's transform, get the women's transform group. Change one night in the next ten weeks and you'll begin to change your life. I truly believe that as you change your calendar, you change your life. What do you need to redesign your life according to God's design? The bones all of a sudden heard the word of the Lord and then they began to redesign themselves. Bone came to bone and flesh came to flesh and then they began to put things together. What if you need to redesign your calendar? What if you need to redesign your money? What if you need to redesign? Where do you need to redesign the voices you listen to? Sometimes you change one podcast that changes your life. Because changing yourself 1% changes things. What if business goes up 10%? You'll normally notice that the business itself made some changes. What is it in your life that you need to tweak and change and redesign just 1% or 5%? Am I talking to anyone? Come on, this is the stuff. I promise you this is the stuff that actually over the long term changes your life. Sometimes we're so used to sitting in church and going, great word, pastor, and going home, not looking at our calendar, not looking at how we do life, not looking at our budget, not looking at anything. We sit there and we receive a word, but we don't redesign anything. And that's why we wonder why we're stuck. Transformation actually happens as you begin to redesign and put things in the right places. Are you with me? Listen to what this man by the name of Frederick Robertson said this. He says, Christian life is action. He says, it is not speculating. It is not a debating, but a doing. One thing and only one thing in this world is eternally stamped on it. Watch this now. This is important. Feelings pass. Resolves and thoughts pass. Opinions change. What you have done lasts. It lasts in you. Through the ages and through eternity, what you have done for Christ, that only, that you are. How many need to redesign? If you haven't been taking notes yet, let me give you a first thought is this. Lean in and listen to his voice. Lean in and listen to his voice. Number two, redesign your life. And I'm going to ask the worship team to come back. Redesign your life. Number three. The breath of God brought power to the redesign. Now all of a sudden Ezekiel begins to prophesy. And God asks him, interesting. God asks him to do something interesting. He literally says, prophesy to the breath. And he says, prophesy and let it come from the east and north and west. And he begins to ask the breath of God literally to come and to fill these bodies and the Bible says this in verse 9. He also said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds of breath and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them, and they lived, and they stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. Someone say, here. Some will say redesign. redesign. Some will say breathe. breathe. Come on, say, say hear. Let me ask you a question. Are you hearing God's voice this, this season? Are you hearing it? Let me ask this simple, again, simple question. What do you need to redesign 
is doing something significant. God is going to do something significant in this church. Listen, hear his voice this year. Hear his voice, men. Hear his voice, ladies. Young people, hear his voice. And then reorder some things. What do you need to reorder? Sometimes you've got to reorder some morality. I know I talked about your calendar. I know I talked about your money. I know I talked about little things, redesign some things. But sometimes you have to reorder some morality things. Because how many know that God has a design and the devil has a design and God wants you to redesign to his design? You have to shift some things. You have to put in place some things. And then the breath of God comes. Ezekiel prophesied that the breath of God will begin to come. Come on, stand your feet for a moment. It is anointing Sunday. It's anointing month and all month we'll be having leaders at the front of our church that will pray for people and believe the power of God, the breath of God to speak to you where you need it, to anoint you fresh for this new year. To, to Listen, sometimes if you're in, let me encourage you on this thought. If you're dating someone or with someone, sometimes the best thing you can do is come as a couple. But I want to say this, sometimes the best thing you can do is just come by yourself. Because for some reason, I don't know why it is, when you come with someone that you know so well, it's like they become a barrier to how you normally do it. But you need to come. Listen, when you get prayer over this next month, we're going all, all month, there'll be availability for prayer. You can come back to the service and get prayer. You may not even, because of the number of people that are growing in our church, you may not be able to get it this Sunday. But what I want to encourage you is this. There is a breath of God in this church and he wants to speak to you in the way you need it he wants to heal areas of your soul the way you need it he wants to give some of you men vision that you've never had before business ideas you've never had before callings that you've never had before he wants to stir gifts and, and, and just who you're meant to be who is God designed you to be that is so vital that we get that this year so vital Be my best friend. 